What's up guys and welcome back to the podcast and today we're going to be talking about democratic socialism and universal healthcare and Bernie Sanders. But let's get into why democratic socialism will never work in our country and I've divided it up to four reasons but let's get into the definition of what democratic socialism actually means. So democratic socialism is defined as a political philosophy supporting political democracy within a socially owned economy with a particular emphasis on workers' self-management and democratic control of economic institutions within a market socialist economy or some form of a decentralized planned socialist economy. So this definition doesn't really show how horrible socialism really intends to be. For example, the reasons that I'm about to say is going to tell you how bad it really is. If you're a conservative right now, you already know how bad it is, but this will make it 10 times worse, and you'll see some philosophers from China, for example, which is a left, well, their dictatorship was more left-leaning than right-wing because there is two sides of the coin. It's not just a right thing. It's a leftist thing as well because they do have a lot of liberal ideals with Mao's China. But let's get, let's get into number one of why socialism won't work. So socialism has never succeeded anywhere, including the Marxism-Leninism of the Soviet Union, the National Socialism of Nazi Germany, the Maoism of Communist China, and the Chavez-Maduro Socialism of Venezuela has never come close to anywhere to Marx's ideal of a classless society. What Karl Marx's goal of classless society means that there will be no class system as it implies in the name, that there will be no, it will be all equal per se, and that everyone will be the same, everyone will be paid the same. But Marx forgot one main thing that he forgets about capitalism, is that Capitalism produces innovation, it produces a drive. Instead of having people, for example, getting paid the same doesn't produce a drive because if everyone's getting paid the same, why would I work? Why can't I just sit home and do nothing? That's what I mean. There's no encouragement of working there and there's gonna always be people who are on top. This is what goes with the class of society. There's always gonna be elites on the top. It's seen in Venezuela, it was seen in the Soviet Union, that after the old guard, for example, I'm going to be talking about the Soviet Union, the old guard, but the people who started the revolution and was with Lenin going through Russia and starting up a revolution to help gain Russia to be a communist society and changing it from a capitalist society to communism. And you see the era in the ways of the old guard, the naive, the naiveness of what they thought would work and what they thought was a great idea turned out to even work against them because Guess what happened after the revolution was won by Lenin and the old guard? Um, the old guard was rounded up and killed because Lenin saw them as a threat of destroying his regime because he wanted a society where he could control it. Because if, when everyone's paid the same, it doesn't sound nice, does it? So there's going to have to be people on top. It's just survival of the fittest, correct? If you're on top, you want to stay on top. You don't want to be like everyone else. The same thing why Stalin came out from the bottom of the party to all the way top, he killed a hundred million and change. And people still think that, well, he did it wrong. Well, the Nazi Germany did it wrong. Apparently Venezuela did it wrong. Apparently Nicaragua did it wrong. So what is the right way? Because either way, there's gonna always be someone behind you. Even though you wanna do some good in socialism, there's always gonna be someone behind you who's gonna kill you when you try to do something good. It's been done before. For example, you could go into DR where they had fascism, which could turn it was, was going to turn into socialism if it wasn't stopped. That there was always someone behind them. For example, when Trujillo, the dictator, came 
into power. He killed thousands, about 50,000 today to this count. And once he once he in, got into power, he didn't do anything for the people. He was saying that he'd do everything for them, that he'd do anything they wanted. He reduced the happiness. That's one thing I hate about politicians as well. They say that they can produce this happiness that you're looking for, but you should not look to the government for your happiness. First of all, you should look for your own pursuit of happiness. That's why the Founding Fathers didn't say, well, we're going to give you that happiness. No, it's protecting you for the pursuit of happiness. Politicians can't guarantee you that happiness by passing this new law. That's not how it works. You need to pursue that happiness. And what I want to see in politicians is protecting our pursuit of happiness. Whatever that may be, I want law to protect us from that. Instead of politicians feeding on the constant, oh yeah, I'm going to pass this law for you, which means it's going to make you happy. That's not true. That's how it works. It kind of got a little bit off track there. But you see what I mean about class of society. It doesn't work because there's always going to be someone on top. There's always going to be the elites on top. Ironically, the people they want to get away from was the top 1%. But you're going to make the 99% of the country poor, and then you're going to make the people who started a revolution on top. It's just funny how that works. So the second reason that socialism won't work is that Karl Marx has been wrong about nearly everything he predicted. The nation state has not withered away. Capitalism didn't break down as a result of the Industrial Revolution. Workers haven't become revolutionaries, but capitalists, really. The middle class hasn't disappeared. Indeed, it has expanded exponentially around the world. Marx's attempt to he use Hegel to create a scientific socialism has been an object failure. It's been seen everywhere. That the fact that he predicted these things, I'm telling you, you can read in his work that the nation, I believe in Das Kapital, or you could read it in the Communist Manifesto, but I would assume be in Das Kapital, because I, it's been a long time since I read Das Kapital, talking a lot of smack about capitalism, but yeah, everything he predicted kind of worked backwards. Capitalism has grown very strongly, and people who were supposed to be revolutionaries have turned capitalists because free market economies have been shown to work instead of having a socialist economy that doesn't work and it fails. And the third reason why socialism won't work is that socialism, socialism denies the existence of an essential human trait, which is human nature. Marx borrowed from the Enlightenment to declare that human nature was malleable and not consistent with his beliefs in socialism as well. Christian, Christian theology, with its idea of a, a fixed God-given nature, infuriated Marx. The socialist state established by Lenin tried for seven decades to create to create an entirely new human being, in which is the Soviet man. In December 1991, Gorbachev officially gave up trying and dissolved the world's most spectacular failure in human engineering. But every leftist right now is putting their effort, who are Democrat, or what I mean is Democratic Socialists in the party, embody what is radical within the left. Bernie Sanders himself, himself being a front runner right now, shows that how far the left has gone, that they'll go to a failed ideology, that they'll go for to a failed political system, and they know that universal healthcare will fail, but they still believe that Bernie Sanders could be the messiah that brings them the answer, that could bring them the right way of doing it because he won't because it's when you have a system that is already flawed from the beginning because it denies one of the most important things which is human nature that humans can be deceiving and humans will do anything to get in that power that they deny that existence you already know the system is going to fail you don't need to go to the nitty-gritty to know that it's not going to fail you already know from the fact that he denies human nature because he knew that would be the big era he just denied it in general
You didn't even put it in there. So, for number four, the fourth reason, reason and the last reason, socialism depends not upon the will of the people, but on the dictatorship of the party to remain in power. In The God That Failed, a very good book that I recommend people to read, six famous Western intellectuals describe their journey into socialism and their exit when they encountered the, the gigantic gap between their vision of, social, of a socialist utopia and the totalitarian reality of the socialist state. So... People like to say, like, for example, Bernie, he looks into Cuba and says, well, they have a literacy program, right? Correct. But is it right for Fidel Castro to kill 141,000 people right now, the death toll right now? Is that is that very good to kill people who was against you, to not have the political freedom to say anything, to not have the freedom of speech to say anything in their country? Because if they deem it as against the government, they, they kill you. So, I mean, I don't know why he goes into these countries and say it's so spectacular. And he goes into Cuba. So, are you telling me that the Cubans right now, they're getting paid, all of them are getting paid $20 a month. That's a life to live? To live on the bread lines? Like, he, he makes it sound like it's so great. It's, it's not great, Bernie. It, it really isn't. And what you're trying to do is really sad. So, after visiting the Soviet Union, the French Nobel laureate writer, Andre Gibbard, he's a, he's a very good writer, actually. I would recommend if you try to read his books. And that I doubt we're in any country in the world, not even in Hitler's Germany, have the mind and spirit ever been less free, more bent, and more terrorized, and indeed vassalized than in the Soviet Union. And that was said by a Nobel laureate winner right there. And you may say, or what I mean is, the radical left may say, so what is the overall price? Well, it was put into the Chinese philosopher Lin Wutang, listed the little terrors that prevailed in China, marking children of 12 years old, at 12 years old, subject to capital punishment, sending women to work in underground coal mines, harassing workers during their lunchtime with threats of prison if they were late returning to work. In a Soviet de facto set of the perpetual surveillance, we lived in a world swarming with invisible eyes and ears. Given the ignorance of so many of our, especially young Americans, which I really mean is the left, the radical left, telling the truth about socialism has become in very imperative because we have people like Sanders or Ocasio-Cortez and their fellow, fellow socialists with their misleading rhetoric, and they'll hide from the facts. And even if they hear this podcast somehow, if they even take the time to listen to a podcast about what is wrong with socialism, they'll say, well... It wasn't done right. It wasn't done right by the Soviets, the Nicaraguans, or the Venezuelans, or anyone who's tried socialism. It just hasn't, it hasn't gone right. You know, the Soviets tried for 70 years and they killed 100 million. You know, it doesn't matter. It wasn't tried right. You know, and Nazi Germany, national, national socialism. It wasn't done right either. You know, everywhere else in Venezuela, in Venezuela, where they were praising in the 80s, and celebrities were going on to the, the they're going on to meet Chavez and Maduro. Now they're saying that, well, no, it's a failure now. People are on the streets eating dogs off the streets because they can't afford anything because the government's hiding everything because the elites own everything. As I said before, there is actually class within the society. It is the poor and the elites, man. It's a big gap. It's a very big gap from what Karl Marx wanted, which was a class of society where no one was on top. Well, he didn't get that one. He got um, everyone's poor except for 1% of people who were uh, people who started the revolution. So that's how it is. And now to get into universal healthcare, which 
I will tell you everything that is wrong and why it won't ever work in the US. So universal healthcare can be divided into seven sections, which is long wait times can lead to a social state, medical abuse leads to rationing. There, It's not really free in general and there's no competition, no innovation, and takes time to get there and increases government debt. So we'll start with number one, the long wait times. The type of healthcare system often results in long wait times for patients and not everyone will receive the type of care that they need. Since the type of system is run by the government, there can be a, a lot of red tape and bureaucracy that can result in poor care, especially in a country that is already poor or doesn't have a lot of revenue to spend on the care of its citizens. So we really don't have to worry about that. But you really want to worry about the fact that the long wait times is existent in countries that are first world. For example, if you go to Canada right now, it would take about 12 hours to get a checkup. Imagine waiting 12 hours when you have an injured arm or you have an injured leg or you have a rusted nail on your foot. For example, there's been cases where people have come out and said that they ran out of supplies because there's too many people on the system. Even the, the guy who made the universal health care in Canada said, stated that it will fail with a large amount of people, which he said right now will, automatic, will, will eventually fail. And it's true. When there's too many people on the system, it ends up to, to fail. And it ends up to lead to a different system where it could also be private insurance as well. They could do the same thing in Denmark where they have they have a universal healthcare system and also a private insurance system, which means they have the same system as ours, but they have a separate section which is universal so everyone can feed into it except for people who pay for private insurance. Which makes sense, but I don't think that would be the best case for our country. For instance, most of those Nordic countries with a universal healthcare system get most of their patents from the US. So it would make sense to have our system still implemented, but can be changed a little bit around. But to have a free market healthcare system makes more sense because it produces innovation, it produces people who will stay in the field, who will get the salary they want, and can do a lot and can make cures for diseases where they can look at the benefits of doing it and also look to humanity, but cutting down the prices and cutting down their salaries will deter people from going into the profession and will get doctors that are not so good because they need to keep up with the population growth and keep up with people going into the doctors. For example, if you, if you look up right now, in Canada, it takes about 20 weeks to get surgery and it takes about 19 weeks to get checked up. That is a long wait times, but with having private insurance, you can go in there and about 40 minutes, you'll be out with an MRI. It takes quite long to get these things done. So we can lead to the second part, which it, it leads to, it could lead to a social state. For example, to make it happen, Bernie Sanders has admitted that you would have to increase taxes on every citizen, which could plunge the United States into a social state, where the government controls the distribution of goods and services. The United States is still practicing a free market system where market forces deter determine the availability and cost of healthcare services, not the federal government. The introduction of universal healthcare would lead to a great distortion in the economy. It could be the first step towards the government controlling other aspects of the economy. And also, universal healthcare will reduce the amount of money doctors can make, as I said before, thereby reducing the attraction of the profession. This could create a shortage of doctors in the long run. Those with higher incomes may complain that their money is going to pay for the health care of other citizens when it should be going to pay for their own care. Um, leading to the third reason why is medical abuse leads to rationing. 
People may abuse the system and seek care for conditions which don't require a visit to the hospital. These people can tax the system and cause unnecessary burdens on the system. Adopting universal health care in our country could lead to rationing of medical services as seen in countries like New Zealand, Australia, France, Canada, and the United Kingdom and Taiwan. These countries that practice, practice universal health care ration services through methods such as budgeting, control distribution, service restriction, and price settings. And also to the fact that free healthcare is really not free. Universal healthcare is not free, and I hate when people say, well, it's given to everybody, but no, you pay through your taxes. It's, it's not hard to understand that you're gonna pour the funds into your taxes. As I said before, on 60 Minutes, Bernie Sanders said that he would have to increase the taxes up by 52% for people who make above $29,000 a year, which is dramatically high. And in my case, it's too high. Why not still practice the same free market economy that produces the innovation that we need? And now for the fifth reason, which I kind of explained before, is no competition and no innovation, is that universal healthcare eliminates the free market, free market healthcare system we have right now, where prices may be lower. There's no incentive to create better medications or persuade better medical service. And universal healthcare will reduce the amount of money doctors can make, as I said before, which relates to the fact that um, the health, the system itself is not free, and be thereby reducing the attraction of the profession. And this could create a shortage of doctors in the long run. And now for the sixth reason is that it takes a long time, even if he gets so far as president, to get universal healthcare passed and get rid of our free market system of healthcare. Because just like Obamacare, there's a lot of technical difficulties and trial and error with this. And I don't even want to know the trial and error with this because I don't know, I know by the time I reach the age of 20 to 25, I do not want to pay 52% in income tax and that could raise generally as the population goes up and up and up. I, I don't want to pay that. And I think that people should pay for their own insurance and people who decide to do the right things in life should pay for their own care. I don't think that there should be a system where our money in the middle class should be given to people who hasn't, who hasn't, do, hasn't done anything right in their life. And not to say for people who actually need the services, I think we should actually do, We actually, the government should actually do tests on these people and actually figure out a system where they could figure out where, what people need this care and actually working right now. Like for example, the welfare system that a lot of people are on in our country, I think that there should be some sort of way to tell what person needs this and what person doesn't need that because there's people who feed off our system and do nothing. And it's kind of sad to see that. And now for the seventh reason, which is it increases government debt. Because Bernie was talking like, oh no, it, it will lessen the debt. But this is the real truth. So the system that he wants to implement is the single player, the single payer healthcare system, which causes an increase in taxes, as I said before, as the system needs to be paid for. The overall cost of a system can be draining on the country and cause large debts. For example, it's $30 trillion. Existing U.S. government healthcare, healthcare programs, such as Medicare, Medicaid, and the Children's Health Insurance Program, are already putting a huge strain on the public budget. Adding a universal healthcare program to these would amount to enormous government, enormous growth in the in government spending and debt. Governments aren't the, that great at running large systems, and we see that for the U.S. And asking the government to run healthcare could lead to a lot of problems. What I mean by healthcare is the universal healthcare. 
There may need to be cuts made in other areas of the government that will weaken our government system and may collapse it in general. But now for the final, final nail in the coffin of why the US, like any industrial country, why we can't have a universal healthcare system. Because our healthcare system in the US today is very expensive compared to other countries. In fact, a survey showed that on average, Americans spend about 50% more than the next highest country. The same data showed that if you collect and combine the average cost of healthcare in 34 European countries, the United States spends 200% more than all of them combined. To introduce a single-payer healthcare system in the United States from scratch would imply not just nationalizing the, industry, the insurance industry, but also severely reducing payments to hospitals, doctors, and other in integral parts of the healthcare industry. Moreover, many people working for politically powerful lobbies would be unemployed or bankrupted, and many others would be faced with whopping pay cuts. Free healthcare in the United States may seem like a desirable policy, but it would never be politi politically viable. And going further, it is believed that if you implemented the single-payer system in the United States, it would create it would make the current healthcare system unattractive. Those involved in the research would only have one paymaster, which would be the government. The lack of competition would cr cripple the desire of private individuals to invest in the healthcare and leading to a reduction in quality of the healthcare available in the United States. To summarize everything I just said, a single pay a single payer system in in today's United States is faced with intertwined political and policy problems that are unattainable and for many years America was faced with a lack of cost control and this can be undone overnight. At the moment a single payer health system is politically unviable and as the cost attached is so excessive I could say to myself that it would probably never be implemented in our country and thank the Lord it won't because we all know that we don't want to have a 15 to a 52% increase in income taxes for the middle class and higher for the wealthy but you're still taxing the middle class you see this is why trump won the election because hillary didn't go after the middle class all she was hitting was people into the wealthy and getting these people to come on and say oh yeah vote for hillary because you definitely know how the middle class is because they never stepped down into our world really because they never come down from their high mighty castles and never see how the middle class works because all these candidates forget about the middle class but trump has actually increased the medium salary for our country from 50,000 when it was Obama, which increased it by 1,000, and now has been increased in three years by 5,000 by Donald Trump. I think that he is good economically, he has good policies. Some are not good, but I believe he was better than any of the Democratic candidates that are on the board right now. And for Bernie Sanders right now, if he ever finds a way to listen to this, I wanted to know that what you're trying to do is not going to fool the people on the right and the fact that you fooled pretty much everyone on the left that you're such a happy guy that you're all for socialism that you're all for well everyone should be the same you're really not because you really want to imitate what happened in the soviet union that happened in venezuela where you're on top man and we all know we all know because apparently you wanted to abuse the system yourself and be on welfare until you're about 45 so you know Life may not have been easy. I mean, you couldn't have gotten a job like everyone else, but, you know, that's how it is. And thank you guys for listening, and see you next time.